0: As parents, we love our children. We will do anything for our children. They are our number one priority. But the one thing that most parents don't do is actually protect their children in the event of a devastating loss. My guest here today is David Feeks. He is the owner of the Parents Estate Planning Law Firm, PC, which is located in Boston, Massachusetts. He has a really important message to share with parents about why estate planning is so critical and what they need to do in order to protect their families. David's mission comes from his own life experience, and he's here today to talk with us about why planning is so critical for parents with young children. David, thank you so much for taking time to be here today.
1: Hi, Jennifer, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, I wanted to start off by asking you why, where does this passion come from for you? What, what really is driving your mission to make sure that parents have proper estate planning in place?
1: So, our firm is uh, all about estate planning and primarily for families with young kids. And for a really long time, I thought that the reason I was drawn to estate planning for young families was because when I started, I was uh, the parent, uh, you know, the father of young children. Uh, My wife and I had young kids. And I imagine that the reason this felt so right for me was because young families were like me. Uh, it was not until later that I truly discovered that the reason I felt drawn to this, the, really what I discovered, why this work is uh, my purpose, uh, was because of experiences that I had as a child myself. That estate planning being all about, especially estate planning for young families, being all about protecting kids and making sure that they've got a bright future, even in a potentially dark time. And knowing that my own experience as a child was not always that I felt loved or protected or cared for, particularly with respect to my father, who I did not feel loved by, I did not feel cared for by, and certainly didn't feel protected by. And that really why I came to estate planning for young families was a way to make sure that there were not children who looked around at some point in their lives and felt the way I felt when I was a child that I would always want children to know that they felt loved and were cared for and were protected by their parents and for me the most ten, one of the most tangible pieces of evidence of that love and that care and that protection is a well crafted estate plan that makes sure that makes sure that kids are protected no matter what
0: and, you know, it's so important. And yet I think as parents, it's something we so easily avoid thinking about or talking about or planning for. Why do you, when it is so important, because you've seen, and I'm going to ask you if you have some stories to share with us, but you've seen what happens when parents don't put the planning in place and then the unthinkable happens. And I just, I, in your experience, why do you think parents are so reticent or, you know, I mean, they just don't do the proper planning for their children
1: there's, there's a, there's a few reasons why. Um, And statistically, statistics say probably around 70% of families don't have an estate plan in place, probably. And that, that covers not only young families, but, but older families as well. But probably the majority of that 70% is families with young kids. And and the reason they don't plan, I think there's, there's a few reasons. Number one, you're young, you think nothing's going to happen to you. I mean, we just don't imagine that something is going to happen to us when we're young. We all imagine ourselves living long lives. And so that's number one. It's the same reason why parents don't have enough life insurance uh, or don't have enough financial savings because they think there's plenty of time out ahead of them. Uh, Number two, it's because it's not a happy topic to visit. You've got to face death when you're talking about estate planning. But I think really the reason why parents of young kids particularly shy away from estate planning is the fear from imagining their children's lives without parents in it. In other words, if you're a parent, estate planning by necessity requires you to sit down and think about your child's life or lives without you as a part of it. And I think that's terrifying for a lot of parents and that fear just stops them in their tracks. One of the things, of course, that we're always making sure that we're helping our clients with, how we're guiding them through the process, is to really make this as easy as possible. But I think a lot of families imagine estate planning to be a very difficult or complicated process when it should not be and certainly does not have to.
0: Exactly. And I, you know, one of the things I think is so important is for parents to really realize that having the plan in place is sort of, it's like um, carrying the umbrella on a day when it may or may not rain. At least, you know, you've got that protection there. And Um, How much better they'll be able to sleep at night. I mean, I think for parents who don't have any planning in place, you know it's running in the back of your head. You know it's something you should be doing to protect your children. And, you know, you don't have it. And I I think for parents who do put the proper estate planning in place, it does bring such peace. Um, How does proper planning protect the child? And And I think maybe a way to talk about it is how does lack of planning hurt a child?
1: Well, here's how lack of planning can hurt a child. Number one, if you haven't created a plan, then, you know, essentially a default plan takes over and the default plan doesn't include in it anything that you necessarily want for your kids and who's going to take care of your kids. Ultimately, that's going to be left up to a a judge, a probate court judge who doesn't know you doesn't know your family, doesn't know what's important to you or what's most important to you, doesn't know who you would choose because you're not there now to say it anymore. And for many families, as important, that judge can't know who you would not want as the guardians of your kids. So what can happen is that sometimes the person you don't want to take care of your kids is the person who's actually standing in front of a judge having filed a petition to be named The guardian of your children. And for lots of clients that I work with, and by the way, this was true in my own estate plan because my father did not know my children and did not have any relationship with my children and he was not someone I would ever want to be the guardian of my kids. I had to take formal steps to exclude him while he was still living and while my kids were minors. Um, and that's work we do with a lot of our clients because they have a family member, a parent, a sibling that they know they don't want to be the guardian, who they're afraid may challenge that decision in court. And if there's no plan in place, again, a judge can't know any of this. Judges doing the best that they can is always trying to make decisions in the best interest of your children, but they don't have that roadmap to follow from you. And that's essentially what guardianship planning is all about. The guardianship pieces of an estate plan is the way for you to leave a roadmap for a judge to follow so that they can appoint the right people, the people that you want, the people that you know would care for and love and raise your kids as close to the way that you would if you were still there. And in the absence of planning, that doesn't always happen the way you would want it to.
0: What are the elements of a good estate plan? And I know you're in Massachusetts, so it's going to be different in Texas. It's going to be different across, across you know, the different state lines. So people definitely need to be visiting with an estate planning attorney in their own um, area. But, uh, you know, as a professional in this area, what are some of the elements? What's a good framework for thinking about what a good estate plan needs to have in place to protect children?
1: Right. And so I would say there's four basic ingredients. of of a good comprehensive estate plan, especially when you have minor children. And this would be true, these elements will be the same, whether you live in Massachusetts, whether you live in Texas, whether you live in California or Florida or wherever you live, the elements are pretty much the same. How you go about it document by document will vary in different jurisdictions, but the elements are the same. Number one for minor children is creating a plan for your kids, creating a plan for your children. And that means naming guardians for them. And most people think about guardianship as a long-term, in a long-term way. In other words, if I die, who do I want to care for and love and raise my kids until they're 18, which is when they're adults and they no longer need a formal legal guardian. Another thing to be thinking about is, If my guardians don't live near me, I need to name short-term guardians or people who do live near me, think about friends, think about neighbors, um, who can step in and take care of my kids until my long-term guardians can arrive and take over. But number one is creating that plan for who's going to take care of your kids if something happens to you in an emergency, if you are not there and you can't take care of them. So that's number one. Number two is creating a plan around money. Okay. Minor children can't manage their own money. Minor children cannot inherit directly from you. And so you need to think about who's going to manage that money for them until they're old enough to receive it directly. You need to be thinking about how and when and under what circumstances you do want them to be receiving it directly once they turn at least age 18. Do you want to wait until they're 25? Do you want to wait until they're 30? Do you want to protect that money even as they become adults? So you wanna think about who's gonna manage it. You wanna make sure that there is enough money for your kids. If you are, if you die and you leave minor children behind, creating a financial burden for your guardians is not something you want to do. So you wanna make sure that not only is there a plan for who's gonna manage the money for your kids and take care of what they need, but to make sure that there are enough resources so that your kids get what you would want them to have. Do you have enough life insurance? Do you have enough savings? And what do you want to share with your family members or who's gonna manage this money for your kids about how you want them to use those resources for your kids? What's important to you? What experiences do you want your kids to have? Do you want your kids to be able to travel? Do you want your kids to go to any college or university that they want to uh, with with cost not a, a factor? Or really, what's, do you want them, you know, what's most important? So that's a plan for money. That's number two. Number three, and this is really important one, people overlook it and don't think about it when they're thinking about how to plan for their kids. And that's really a, a plan for yourself or what we would say is a plan for incapacity. You know, what happens if you don't die? Making sure that there's a plan for if you get sick, if you are disabled, if you're incapacitated, if you can't make decisions for yourself that there's someone who can step in and take care of you because if you can't, because self-care is the first step in caring for others who are dependent upon you. So making sure somebody can make healthcare decisions for you, making sure somebody can make legal or financial decisions for you if you can't make those decisions for yourself. And then the fourth part of the planning, and this is not typical, this is not traditional. And that's what I call a plan for legacy. Uh, Because what I've recognized over time is that what shows up in paper and ink in the documents of an estate plan is an important part of that plan, but it's not the whole plan. Because all of us walk around with things inside of us that we want to express in some way. We have stories. We have memories. We have guidance we have advice that we want to pass on to our kids or maybe to the people who take care of our kids or maybe to the people who are going to manage the money for our kids things that are important to us that if we don't share them in some way will stay locked up inside of us and if we die they're lost forever so for all of our clients in our firm all of our clients have the opportunity to um, participate in what we call our legacy interview you know after documents are signed and kind of the formal legal part of the plan is in place. I get back together with clients and I interview uh, my clients. All the attorneys in our office do this as well. And it's a way for us to record in an audio recording. You could do it in a video recording. Um, Zoom makes this super easy. Uh, It's just a way to record an interview uh, with me drawing out of the clients what's most important to them, to talk about their kids, what they love about their kids, what makes them proud to be the parents of those children, who they've named as guardians, why they've named those people, what's important about money and education, and what holidays are most important and what traditions are important that parents would want uh, guardians to continue with kids. But mostly it's a way for children to hear from their parents in their parents' own voice, even after, even if and after something happens to mom or dad, or mom and mom, or dad and dad, just a way to hear again parents talking to them about what's most important. And if, you know, anybody who's listening to this, if you think for a moment about somebody who is no longer in your life, but who you wish you could hear their voice again, just talking to you, telling their stories, just in any way, uh, and how important and impactful that would be for you. That's why the legacy interview is so important. And, you know, in my own life, I have some of those recordings and in some places I don't have those recordings and would literally almost give anything to have them, uh, but just don't. And so that's the last piece that we do with all of our clients is that plan for legacy, because I think that's a really important and very often overlooked piece of planning for your family
0: a really uh, a beautiful um add on i think to to what you're doing. And, you know, it makes me think while well, we're talking about planning for young children, this is just planning period. So even if your children are not young and they're grown, what an incredible gift to receive. I know we were really lucky when my mom passed to have many of her legacies, um, her, her loves, her passions, um, you know, that she shared with us and that it was documented. But I just think that's such a critical piece, David. What a beautiful thing that you're offering to families
1: yeah and i'd like to say i made up the concept of it i didn't i got it from somebody i got it from somebody else um but we've been doing with this with our clients for the last 14 or 15 years and for me as an estate planner this is one of the most meaningful pieces that families allow me to participate and witness this process and help them to create this process is 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 humbling and honoring and. I get something out of every single one of these interviews I ever do with clients. It's really for them and about them, uh, but I get—I always get something out of it as well. I love doing them. Uh, I'm doing one later today, and I can't wait.
0: A real privilege for sure. You know, as as we're talking about this, I just think it's—it's it's so easy to put off um, thinking about death because it is, you know, hopefully something that doesn't happen while our children are young, though it will happen, right? Whether right. we're they're young or older, like death is going to happen. That is for certain. Um, and and it is the uncomfortable thing to talk about. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking in my head, like, what message do you have for somebody right now who is putting this off? You know, we're, we're, life is always busy. Um, as we're recording this, we're... we're the holidays. So, you know, I know there's always like, oh, I'll do it after the holidays. I'll do it after this. I'll do it after that. And we just put things off and put things off. And um, really, what what message can you give to somebody to really seize the moment so that this is the one thing that they don't put off any longer?
1: So, I mean, I guess I would say from my own personal experience, <clears throat> excuse me, that I knowing how it felt to realize that someone that was really important in my life did not take the time or did just didn't want to uh, take care of me or protect me and i can still remember i mean i can go 50 years back into feeling the way i felt you know when my parents divorced and i realized that you know my mom was always going to be there for me but my dad wasn't gonna and and wouldn't be and and i don't want other children to ever have to look back at any future point in time and say, why didn't mom or dad care enough about me to create a plan to make sure that my future was bright and secure even if they if they weren't there? And so to parents, I would say, think about that for a moment. If nothing else spurs you to do this, think about it from your child's perspective. Um, And when you look in the mirror can you look in the mirror and say i'm going to do this to my child you know parents will do anything to protect their children in obvious ways you would never let your kid your young child ride a bike or a tricycle without a helmet on you would never let your kid ride in your car uh without you know a a child restraint of some kind depending on what age they are and yet parents will avoid this planning that that Deep down is, is very, very simple. It's really simple to create an estate, estate plan, and yet they just won't do it. And again, we talked earlier about the reasons why, and I get the reasons why, but here's what I would say to them. it You just need to let somebody take you by the hand and guide you through the process. You don't have to do it yourself. Uh, you need someone uh, who can can just walk you through, even if it feels very dark, walk you through this dark place, and bring you out to the light on the other side. And what you end up with is a plan that makes things easy for your family if something happens to you. that make You can make it seamless. You can make it simple. You can keep them out of court. You can keep them out of conflict. You can save them thousands and tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. So there's more resources for your kids. Um, and you just need to take a step towards that. You know, what we do in our office is we create so many resources so that parents can just take a little step. And once you take a little step, then you can probably take the next step. You don't have to jump in uh, and imagine the whole thing all at once. It's just to take a step. So for our clients, we say, hop onto our website and download one of our guides, our Kids Protection Planning Guide, or if you've got adult children, our Empty Nester Guide just let's give you some information. Let's talk to you about what those next, next steps can look like. So it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy with the right guidance and you just need to take one step that goal. You
0: know, as you're as you're talking about this, David, it reminds me um, when I was growing up, I was very blessed to have parents who, you know, we had a lot of the hard conversations. We talked about death, we talked about, you know, different things that would happen. And, and as you're talking about this, I, it, I just think this is such an important conversation to have with children. Obviously, the conversation's different depending on the age. But death is something that we can really normalize and talk about with our kids and to be able to tell them, look, if something were to happen to your dad and me, like we have it all planned out and here's what would be in place. And there is a sense of peace and there's opportunity for questions in that, too. So I just I'm wondering what advice do you give to clients in terms of what what they share with their children when talking about death?
1: I think it's very healthy, you know, obviously age appropriate. I think it's very healthy to share. Um, one of our clients once came to us and said, You know, when the plan, not long after we got the plan signed, uh, and th- th- this was a mom of, of uh, three kids, uh, two of them twins and, and young. Um, and I think the kids were four. When one of the twins came down and said, Mom, what's going to happen to us if something happens <clears throat> to you and dad? And she was able to say, you know, we have a plan, and we've already, we've got people who will take care of you, and you're going to have everything you need. And she said, "I could see, in this, you know, it was a simple, innocent question, but something, you know, even a four-year-old is thinking about, and have her having the right explanation and being able to say with confidence that we've got the plan in place, and you're going to be well taken care of with people you know and trust and love." That that was very relieving to a child, Um, and so I think the conversations are important. Whether you've got four and five year olds, or whether you've got twenty four and twenty five year olds, Um, those questions don't go away because your kids are in their twenties or thirties. They want to know, and we are in a you know we're getting into the holidays, and you know holidays are a good time when families are sitting around together. Um, it may not be a conversation around a holiday dinner table with your little children, uh, but anybody listening to this who's got adult children, this is, a, this is a good conversation to have when everybody is together and relaxed. I think it's a really good conversation to have.
0: Absolutely. And I I think when we do that with our children, not only are we taking the steps to take care of them, but we're also teaching them sort of the toolbox of life. Here are the things you do to live life well, and proper planning is one of those. So I... I think your mission is so incredibly important. And I, I thank you for taking time to come and talk with us today about, about your mission. We're going to include a link to your website. I know you've got lots of great information available um, where people can go and learn more about you and your practice. And, uh, of course, if anybody's in Massachusetts, we would encourage them to go. But I just think, David, even listening to, to your Words and your advice is really, really important for our families today. So thank you for for taking time to share your message.
1: You're you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was great to be with you today.
0: Absolutely. If you want to learn more about David Feeks, we're going to include a link to his uh, website. And uh, of course, we thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes where we are really talking about things that families need to be doing to help protect uh, protect their children. Thank you.